do you have an idea of how this, in contrast to the, I guess, the religious um, or the, the, the lack of response from, from religion, uh, what the spiritual side, how they should respond, those who are spiritually inclined? Yeah, I, I think the, uh, I think there are, there will be people in all the traditions that have from their knowledge uh, understanding comprehension there isn't all I, I learn off all the traditions and but my sense is that we're going to enter into a, a, a or we're entering into a phase and the only solution to it is where the structures of religion break down in favor of a gnosis for example i think the catholic church in any meaningful sense will as has been predicted it was predicted a few hundred years ago would fall at this time on the, on the basis. I, I believe it's actually coming through. It's kind of a remarkable prediction going back to Malachi. But, and he laid out all the popes. And this has happened before in history. But the Catholic Church is effectively collapsing. People don't understand that. I mean, and, and then they say, if you go back to Gramsci and his prison diaries, he understood that, say, for example, for communism to work, you would have to uh, abolish the uh, the Catholic Church because it was an oppositional force. It was once. It's not any longer. And, and this this is what what what, what people like Malachi Martin w w was talking about. So people say, "Oh, that's fine. I've read all about the scandals and the bad things, so it's gone." But Western society is based on a Judeo-Christian, Greco-Roman basis. And the baby is getting thrown out with a bad war. They, they're not looking at what is coming in its stead. Uh, for example, around here, Satanism is, is quite common with the, with the children. Right. A lot, lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of, it's, it's very popular. I mean, this, this is, these are the ones that, uh, um, and um, of course, Science is, is is the big one, and that that scientism is is the, is the big replacement. But the the structure of legal rights in the Western tradition comes from the Judeo Christian background. Individual rights, equality, all, all those things, they come from that, and these are are being dismantled in favor of collective, which came from the Soviet Union and other places in its conception. So, to, to going back to your answer your question. The idea of autonomy is critical here. It's a movement away from automatic uh, rote religion towards a, a, a revivified concept of autonomy, which, for, in my view, has to be informed by the spiritual traditions. There's a great experience in Judaism and Islam and Buddhism. The, these are teachers for, for every individual. And they can respond in different ways. But the idea of the structure, the buildings, one is not going to be allowed prosper. It's not going to be allowed flourish. In many ways, P.K. Dick's anticipation or going back to the early Christian church was a perception of a reality of the future because Christianity is going underground in some sense. And it will do. People find that hard to believe, but 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 really looking at the numbers in Europe, it may grow in Africa, but in Europe it's it's really under pressure, and there has been a movement to destroy it. 
including from the inside. I mean, but I mean, there's a lot of. I could I could give you a chapter on various and that, but that that that's that's my con- my conclusion. Hmm. And um, the uh, the all the dominance of ultra materialism is, is the is the, the the key concept. So spirit, this, the cultivation of the spirit, the evolution of the spirit, which requires one that you recognize that you are a spiritual being. A lot of people can't do it. I, I ask people, "Have you a spirit? Are, are you a spirit?" You know, a lot of people can't answer. A lot of people say no. A lot of people, and that's a problem. Now, for me, in many senses, if you want to take Christianity, it's identifying that the individual is a spiritual being. That that that's the dominant, the dominant message of it. In many senses, that that recognition that you are something other than a mere material form is a key element of. And the same element is in relation to the Buddhism or uh, or the, uh, the heart of Islam. It's the same thing about recognizing who you are. What Philip K. Dick, again, anamnesis and, and recovery of, of who you are. So, so that key thing is there. Now, I don't care how it happens, uh, but in the perennial philosophy, there's that recognition of your spiritual nature and there's some commitment to expansion and growth and compassion. And they're the core things, uh, and I, I, it will, by its nature, it will have to be distributed. So I, I foresee, as a positive response, a a, a joint, uh, some degree. Now, whether it'll be successful or not is another issue. Some degree of connection, a mystic murmuration, I've called it, which will be above the religions. It can be informed by the religions, but at this stage, they have to unite in some kind of decentralized mass common core which is can't be captured by the it can't be anything that can be captured and controlled and it, it's based on individuals in their own lifetime doing their own thing and what they have to do is simple it's have to it's the recognition of spirit and the recognition of the primacy of spirit and the opposition to taking away free will and the threats to free will come from the ideology of scientism which says openly well consciousness doesn't exist some of them say you have no free will they're using experiments to prove that you're not special you don't have a spirit you don't have a soul and people have tolerated those arguments too long and the consequence of those arguments are that eradication of the human spirit Mm. a lot of people don't seem bothered about that Uh, I can't there's no point in having anything else. There's no point in having any, any other spiritual experience if it's not now directed towards that. Because, and especially if you're talking about children, you're you're leaving them over to a world where it's uh, it's what William Stern wrote about at the start in the 1900s about person and things. And effectively, the idea of object we are becoming things that's the idea so everything else is out the window there's no for me there's nothing left if, if that happens i'm not interested i don't care uh how can you you won't even be able to care because your capacity to have those things will only be tolerated insofar as it's consistent with the plans of the controller so mm. so that's the dark side and that's why that's why 
one has to put one one's head above the parapet. One has to, in some way, in their own life, in their own way, in their own special, unique experience, make, for me, make some assertion of their own spirit for themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's, there is a wider benefit. And I think that we'll get the benefit of a tipping or a mass movement if people begin to come out of the closet, because that's the biggest taboo now to talk about spirituality. It really is a big taboo, you know, uh, if it's not a materialist thing. So identity for me is spiritual identity. It's above all other identities. Your identity as a spiritual being is the highest identity. It's not capable of reduction. Whatever else is not about your spiritual nature. And in that sense, that's where equality comes from. That's where everyone's consciousness they have the greatest gift that we know that exists in the universe. It's transcendent. That's where all the other things came from. Notions of equality in, a, in, in its legal sense and all that came from higher, higher principle. The law of negligence came from an interpretation of, uh, of the neighbor principle in Christianity. So, so, um, so, so, I think there's a there's a, a particular the particular reason is is for oneself to put one to plan where one's going in the next life. If you believe in accord, I believe that that's what a lot of the principles are saying. You, you know, you know, you behave in a particular way. The the, the uh, there is a there is a, a karmic element, and I, I don't think we can get away from that in the universe. And and the second, the, the river will flow to a particular place. And the second uh, thing is the, the general sense. We are now all under threat, all under threat. I think we should unite for common purpose, cosmopolitanly, irrespective of whatever a person's particular beliefs are. If they can accept that thing, the other things don't matter. If they can accept their spiritual nature. And strange thing, last point, the odd thing is that some of the people that do accept the spirit are... Satanists and it's a very it's an odd it's an odd thing yeah. that that we're left to that you know anyway yeah. now um no it's remarkable and i mean uh well I mean, we we kind of had to come all the way we had to swim through the dark side really to kind of reach the the larger purpose at least from from your point of view and and um thanks for sharing that i mean it's it's really um I agree with you. It's become a taboo today, and but it's also reassuring to hear that taboo, you know, spoken um, uh, so freely. Uh, so thanks. Um, there's a lot I want to say. To I mean, you just said a lot, so there's a lot to respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting back and ready. To- okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so before I forget, uh, there was a moment in what you were saying where. I could have, I could easily spot, you know, chop out the, uh, your, your take, take it out of context. And it would sound, you would sound like a lot of evangelists for, uh, cryptocurrency and what is now known as decentralized autonomous organization. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Is this new model, uh, kind of anti almost a new, a new, uh, business structure, that is only possible in terms of with the type of um, uh, asynchronous and um, 
you know, uh, kind of interaction we can we can have today uh, globally through through networking and internet stuff. So I, I was just I couldn't help but kind of feel like uh, I was listening to you know because I hear about this stuff through my work and everything because it's it's yeah I'll, I'll come back on that one yeah, yeah. okay okay um, but do you want me to answer that now? No, no, well, um, sure. All Actually, right, go ahead. I was just going to say it's interesting because what, what the larger point is that these conditions actually, uh, because of, I, I think there are a number of conditions that maybe maybe uh, be a kind of be forecasting this end times, this 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 transition into mm-hmm. what um, you're hoping to, I think, avoid in terms of the 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 loss of or or, or the, the I guess the consequences of this failure. Of spiritual, yeah, just on, on the one point about yes. I, I've talked before about NFTs and cryptocurrency and that, and I'm very, I'm very critical uh, of it. Yep. Uh, because there is among the tech community a failure to understand regulation. They there is a naivety, a, t- a regulatory naivety among uh, tech people. They always mm. believe that technology is in some way immune from the forces of regulation. Right. Always make that mistake. Well, this happens so what they time. don't realize mm-hmm. is that Bitcoin could be, its value could go to zero tomorrow. Yep. And you say, oh, no, we have, a, we have all these things. It's very, very simple. You write a law which says anyone that uses or, or store or whatever Bitcoin uh, is subject to imprisonment for 10 years. Right. Or would be executed. They used to execute people for counterfeiting. If they don't think it happened in the future, that's it. So you regulate the person. You don't regulate the technology. And if you you say, well, okay, well, you know, you're, you're, you've been doing your Bitcoin. This is great fun. We value going. If I threaten you with ten years imprisonment, I guarantee you that will yeah. If businesses can't use it, well, so the problem with this crypto stuff is it's technosphere. Right. It's all a mechanism a lot of them are probably run by the despite what they say i don't believe in the foundation stories for a lot of these things some of them will be set up by the cia a lot of them will be set up as a pre as an experimental run for the uh the central bank currencies which are common and the digital currency so they're they're trialing these things so uh the idea that the technology is going to uh, now, now certainly they could be let do, but they're not going to be able to evade. Uh, I know that, I know that there ha- has been some notable people that have used it and, and they can use it for particular purposes. In the long run, if the government wants to regulate that, that's not a problem. They yeah. could do a, a bill; it could be one page and achieve its purpose. So the tech people don't understand that. They do not understand. They say, oh well, we can do that, and do it. And you can't trace me. You, you do it. Regulation is easy to. It, it would solve that problem quite easy, and they're, they're doing it already. Sure, I mean they're 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 even stopping people donating to, you know, uh, GoFundMe and all that. If you if you think people, people right, can, it's really, uh, so, so anyway, so, so 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 yeah. To finish that, the point, that, um, there's all these things. There's a lot of that involvement. The capitalist technological bit is not what I'm what, what I'm talking about. I'm not saying there's not range of things, but that's not the essence of it. 
they're util- here's what happens in the evangelical community. They have used fear on some of these things for materialist purposes. Mm-hmm. Send me your money. Jesus yeah. says, send me. that's not what it's, that, that, that's never in the thing for me. It, it's irreconcilable. Sure. And some of the guys, like the Irish guy that, that developed this, the, 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 the dispensationalism, an um, uh, 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 Irish barrister actually, um, that informed the American thinking, it was a mistake, basically. So I can see that, but that's a misuse, misuse of that thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's in a different domain than that mundane. The, uh, the danger comes from the mundane. The solution is not, not coming directly in that way from that. Okay. Okay. Um, fair enough. That, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a great perspective on that. Um, especially considering, you know, from your legal expertise, it really offers a lot more, uh, insight on that. You don't get in the, in the, in the day-to-day chatter about these topics. Cause like, you know, I totally understand having worked in Silicon Valley in the startup world. Um, uh, I, I, I saw, I, I saw that happen in terms of this, this complete disregard for um, how regulation, well, how, how regulation can quite literally overnight completely um, just uh, decapitate your business, your business and, or, or on on that people forget that, that Isaac Newton was head of the mint and he went, he investigated counterfeiters and had them executed through some counter executions on the basis of his investigation. And this link between science and money and currency is, is a recurrent one. So, sorry. I, I, okay. Wow. Yes. So that's, that's fascinating. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a whole nother, yeah. uh, you know, a <laughs> yeah, follow-up. Yeah. Sorry, to, I interrupted you. Yeah. I no, 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 no. It's great. Yeah. It's no problem at all. Um, mm. uh, the other thing I wanted to, to, to bring up uh, uh, to a point of yours is uh, the, this, this sense of this imminent, an inevitable um, uh, uh, being or, or being forced into this kind of digital uh, mm. tracking and microchips mm. or 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 whatever yeah, yeah, in terms of yeah. in terms of uh, also stripping identity entirely from from us as individuals and yeah. and you know like just the mass stultification of, of people and and um, I to. <laughs> Not to darken the mood anymore, <laughs> but oh, I, I gave you the yeah, I gave you this the salsa bit. No, that's okay. Well, sure, I'll yeah. I'll take it to the I'll, I'll turn it to eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would argue that we've already passed that point, and it's been done in a purely digital way um, behind the scenes of this, the great big explosion of, uh, of data tracking in general. And, um, I'm, I'm sure you're, uh, you've, you've heard at least, um, uh, about, you know, the exposure of how many of these giant social media companies and, uh, endless kind of obscure, uh, data, um, harvesting companies, are, are operating behind the scenes in terms of, you know, uh, they're the real, um, or we're the, we're, you know, users of social media are the product 
yes. right? yeah, to, yeah. to these to these data harvesters. Um, mm. And on the surface, they say, "Oh, we're creating advertising. Dare. Mm. We're we're just giving you tools for more." Mm targeted advertisements it's really it was like yeah. oh it's a nice it's just the, the old traditional business model just to you know moved mm-hmm. into the into the web 2.0 or 3.0 mm-hmm. kind of domain but in reality uh the more i've learned about this uh and we don't they don't with the 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 kind of algorithmic uh driven and machine learning driven power behind all of this and just the sheer amount of data that has been accumulated. Mm. Uh, these various organizations and industries and, in, and in, uh, industries have, uh, or interests, I mean, have been able to forego the need to implant us with the chip or seize our identity. They've been able to recreate a digital uh, avatar of their own, of each of us. And they don't need us, our physical selves. They have a digital copy that they've been able to create um, with that they control entirely. I've heard it called a digital voodoo doll. That it's not that they're manipulating us; they're just manip- they're manipulating that, and that has a trickle down effect back into the physical uh, analog, real yeah. world simulacrum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And um, it's quite troubling, and. Uh, the more I've learned about this, the more I've had to confront my own perception of reality and asking myself how much of what I even think has been shaped by, by these forces that are now ubiquitous. You cannot escape from them. You, and in fact, my friends and Nora is the only other person I know besides you who doesn't own a smartphone. Um, (laughs) I I told you, you guys, I was asking for a Yeah, I know. You guys really are, are, are cut from the yeah. same thread. I like this book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Uh, uh, but uh, I think that it's, it's, it's inescapable and mm. no, one is, no one is invulnerable to the manipulative power of these things in terms of the way in which they're able to uh, tap into our confirmation bias. And um, I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so there's a few things that, that, that come to mind. Of course, we're talking on Zoom, and again, you take away the M, and it's the zoo. You know, uh-huh. that, that, unfortunately, even the zoo ox, the, the, there's a kind of pathological glee in some of these, like the net, the web. I mean, when people begin to think about what they're telling you, there's a kind of certain, like a serial murder coming back and or writing letters to police and, and these things. But I mean... That was the, what Bernal said. Now, here's another example of that, which is strange. It's not a synchronicity. It's, it's deliberate in my view. The British emergency, as you know, is called SAGE in the context of, of, of COVID and that. SAGE is the, the, the scientific advisory group for emergencies. They're the ones that make, have, they're the ones that have been governing Britain for the last two, uh, two years. What was the nickname of J.D. Bernal, the man that wanted transhumanism and wanted the other people to live in the human zoo? What was his nickname? The Sage. It's creepy. It's creepy. So they named, he said, Bernal said in in, in the end of the 20s that scientific corporations would 
by stealth take over the governance of the world, uh, uh, be above governments, and when the governments had realized it would be too late, yep. then the scientists could run in, the, in accordance with their elite. They, they would prepare for the breakaway civilization, so they had an option. So they obviously don't want to save the environment, that people would be changed into, into machines, uh, and that people that didn't want to would remain here as a human zoo for experimentation and curiosity. And he said that with scientism, scientists, curiosity would triumph over compassion. I mean, it's, it's, it's a chilling, but unfortunately, it's, it's, it's one of the prediction, predictions of the future. Not a prediction, it was a policy. Uh, <laughs> it was one of the policies that's more consistent with what happened than anything else. And, and I think C.S. Lewis understood that he knew that that's why he did in the hideous strength he has an organization called nice again a four-letter acronym scientists who are kind of disturbed and into a weird type of satanic thing as well so it's not that they abandon spirituality but they have an interest in the occult as as scientists uh some scientists do but <coughs> excuse me mm -hmm. but another thing about remember data protection legislation was brought in to Europe. Why? Because of the Nazi use of information during the Second World War. So they realized that information was dangerous. And now this is the, this is the argument. So what, what, what great uh, technology did they have? Well, we know from the IBM and the Holocaust, they had punch card system. That was the high technology. So that's why we know when the Nazis went around, you see it in all the films, or if one doesn't read the history books, how they knew where the, the people that they wanted were from that simple technology. So they could utilize that to identify people that they didn't want and they wanted to, to, to send to the concentration camp from that technology. That was why data protection came in. And the reason why that was dangerous was because they had asked for example, in the census preceding a lot of their actions to identify religion and things that they hadn't done before. So now, so that, that was why data protection came in. But if you compare the situation now to the, as you said, the digital voodoo scenario, I can see that. I, I can see, uh, I can perceive that, that, that happening. But still, that's a double, a, a, a digital syzygy, I suppose, mm. Philip K. Dick would call it. <laughs> but it's not, it's too, in its, even in the voodoo thing, we still have the original. Right. In my view, the original, the origin is going because you're going to be networked. This is what was anticipated. So when you're, we're using all this technology, we're adapting to it. We're getting into, we're being algorithmically controlled, whether through entertainment or the form of our thinking or our language or, or whatever. It's been informed by this. So that is affecting us. It's bringing us a little down the line in the automaticity. The telephones and that affect us, affect us socially, and it begins to bring us down the line. So then they tell you, oh, listen, them mobile phones that cause cancer, we can't use them anymore. Oh, that's terrible. How can we pay? Well, here's your little chip. Of course, the people are dependent. They're going to take the chip. The chip comes, 
And then they're saying that quite 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 openly. Klaus Schwab is, is saying it. The chip will be there to exercise control of, to modify you. It's gone. The free will is gone. They don't believe it, 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 it is protected. So I agree about the digital thing. I think that will be used for political persecution. So you've noticed they have gone towards what was always forbidden in, in the Western tradition was retrospective legislation. Yeah. So you can't have a law which goes, the, the, the exceptions to that were Nuremberg and that where they, they, they identify the law afterwards. Um, and I think a nephew of Bernays, but the, uh, in that context, they, uh, it was retrospective and it was accepted. It was, it was a, a different, a different context. And there was an argument that they were pre those crimes did exist. But now if you look at this phenomenon, which they're priming people for, they said, Oh yeah, you, you, you 20 years ago, you send a tweet or whatever. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. I was like, well, the, that, quarter, that, the yeah. court of public opinion has certainly accepted yeah. Retrospective legislation with that's right, yeah, and, and predictive policing as well. Yeah, this is this is even happening. That that wow, you're you're the type of person I hear that you're talking about. Say, for example, it's switched the other way around, hmm. and the evangelicals take over, which I don't think they will. But if they did, well, then the persecution is different. But you were saying things about the evangelicals. We have, you know, you know. Now I'm not saying right. that's going to happen. It's actually. Uh, well, Philip K. Dick was talking about left fascism, about the illiberal, liberal, you know, the, w w which is an interesting phenomenon. So there is also at this stage, we see a breaking down of what were traditional boundaries, left and right, because there's, right. there's, there's a bit of follow people saying, well, I don't actually agree with that. I thought this was something else. And, mm -hmm. and there is movement. So that, that's also uh, an oppor opportunity. So all that is there, and that has been a great mistake given out of that data. But it depends. I, I, I think that's for a softer form to get to the harder form. The, uh -huh. the form will be okay. What did this fella do? Yeah, he said something about uh, I don't know, whatever. Something has changed. It might be. We're living in, and if you take Trotsky's idea of a cultural uh, revolution. And Mao's idea, or sorry, if you take Trotsky's idea and Mao's idea of a permanent revolution and a cultural revolution, we're living in a permanent cultural revolution. Hmm. So you wake up tomorrow and you read in the paper that something that you did or some behavior that was acceptable yesterday is unacceptable now. Right. It creates disturbance. It creates confusion, which is the classic opportunity for hypnosis and mass formation, confusion induction that put a plan you know so then we move it on it's like the trial you don't know what you did you don't know what was wrong uh kafka's trial mm -hmm. kafka-esque <coughs> and I, I believe he, he had a great premonition unfortunately so all those things can be utilized uh look at what this person believed in look at what what this person said look at what the you know and of course all the artists, all the explorers, all the people that uh, did things that were totally acceptable in their own time uh, will be vilified. Right. You will be able to identify your enemies and identify some activity that they do in common and penalize that. Yep. So you can say all, just say hypothetically, 
imagine you say all hypothetical or there's a greater percentage of evangelicals that play golf. Now I'm not saying that's true, but you say, so you penalize the golf, not the, not the evangelicals. So you begin to look at activities that are statistically shared among target groups. You want to prosecute and you go after that. Hmm. So it doesn't look like persecution in the, in the, but they will get a overt about there's one final point about the nature with the abandoning of the, the traditional thing is that who was one of the great champions of reason during the F French Revolution? It was the Marquis de Sade. He's one of the, he gave, he gave a, a famous eulogy uh, at, at, I don't know, it was a Marat's uh, funeral uh, at the time of the temples of reason and that. Everyone's celebrating or Pinker celebrating reason and rationality. Well, right. reason brings you to the Marquis de Sade. There is a danger with all this power concentrated that we will actually have not just tech totalitarianism, which I think we are there, yep. but sadistic totalitarianism. Right. That it is actually consciously, not just elimination, which is bad enough, the mass industrial slaughter of, of, of whatever, but a kind of sadistic element especially when you have removed any appeal to higher, higher, higher forces or, or, you know, so, um, so these were predicted by Anders. If you look at the history of technology critique, Jacques Lowell, he based it in technology itself and the nature of the technology at uh, Gunter Anders, who was the son of William Stern, who wrote about it in the fifties. He saw that technology, leads to or would lead inevitably towards totalitarianism and they knew they, they had experience in germany and they had genuine experience of what it is and they were convinced that that, that was the, the, the result and, and i am as well so um uh, as i said I'm, I'm not afraid of it but yeah. uh the i wrote a, another i wrote written two dystopian novels one in, in Blue Lives September, which anticipated lockdowns in London, hmm. uh, et cetera, and some of the things that did happen. Uh, the second one had, uh, it did have Australian fruit bat viruses. These were before the, the, the uh, viruses. Uh, I wrote another dystopian novel. The circumstances and event in the real world were outpacing. Some of the things I'd written about were on the news it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So I can't write dystopian novels anymore because that'd be um, I'm, well. I'm trying to do one, but but yeah. the, the reality will outpace it. It's quite remarkable. So um, wow. so yeah, that's, that's that's my my concern. <laughs> that's the reason why I, I believe in. But I believe that spiritual consciousness is superior to calculating ratiocination. I believe that it is powerful. It is imaginative that the imaginal can solve these problems, but if it's not activated, we become automatons. It has to be activated anyway for your own e evolution. Right. But the genuine activation and belief in your consciousness unleashes that power. It, yeah. it, is, the, uh, it is the chain reaction that we need or that will cause the chain reaction if we do activate every individual. Your perspective will contribute something that my perspective won't and vice versa. Right. Right. And do you think, I mean, I, I agree with you fully. Um, I guess 
where I'm at, I, I feel I, I'm at a point where I'm wondering how, how to apply it. And I've, I've been in a personal kind of limbo in terms of uh, deciding exactly where, how, how I want to be most active in applying this in terms of uh, this exact pursuit, uh, not pursuit, but, you know, um, trajectory for whatever, whatever you want to call it in terms of uh, spiritual realization, but also in a way in response as a way to correct this failure. Right. And, and I've been, I've been, um, my whole, my whole creative life, I've always sought, sought collaborators, you know, it's just almost pathologically, like it's a a fear of, of expressing myself on my own, this, this vulnerability that that creates. Um, And I've always envied creative partnerships, these very, you know, uh, um, you know, there's, especially in more, in, in more modern times uh, in film and, uh, or music, or even you see, you see these very strong partnerships or brothers even, uh, or, or, or siblings who, who seem to partner up in this way. Um, and I was like, gosh, I would love that. Cause also it's, it's a good motivator too. It's like having a personal trainer or something, you know, but and so I've been, I've been asking myself lately, it's like, is this, should I continue? I mean, I ask, I'm not asking you necessarily to answer mm. this question. Yes, no, interesting. Of course you yeah. can, uh, mm. but I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself asking, is it, is, is, should I be focusing on purely my own individual pursuits or is, should I be reaching out and fi- forming a community? Is this a group effort? If that makes sense. Is this, is yeah. this something that, I mean, you're you're of a like mind and and, and, yeah. and dabbling. You're not dabbling, but yeah. you you work in a variety of media, writing, mm-hmm. painting, uh, um, you know, and even just speaking at length about about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, I've walked away from a lot of my own musical pursuits. Mm-hmm. My music is very now focused. It's my day job. You know, it's my yeah. it's my income. Uh, mm-hmm. For 15 years, I had a second job at night being an artist, you know, touring, doing very avant-garde kind of uh, stuff where I was imbuing a, a lot of this thinking into that. But I feel like it failed, you know, and so I'm, I'm and I've actually tried to get into writing in other areas uh, where it's like I have all of this I want to say. And there's ways that I, I have my own theories I could talk at great length about in terms of how to activate this uh, spiritual awakening that you're talking about. Um, But yeah, it's like, Um, what next? Yeah. I don't dabble on these issues. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah, That was a, that was a a miss. uh, No, I, I will say to you, some of the greatest things you have done are in those failures. Th- th- those failures that you uh, use the word are are the the great the great successes. That they are the great learning right. experience. So, so 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 and you know that it was very interesting that you used the word collaboration because that was on my mind today. It came into me. I don't know where it came from because of course collaboration is a negative thing in the context of an occupying force. You right. Collaborate with the and, and this is. There was a word it probably came into my mind in trying to I'm, I'm trying to understand 
why some people have not changed in the last few years at all when there's come back to the Iraq war and all that, you know, when people are told lies and there's no weapons and you say, well, does it not make you a bit doubtful about nothing, you know, and the, all the public health stuff recently and no questions about any, yeah. okay. Uh, I, I have a big problem with that. And there's a bit of which uh, the word was coming into my mind today about collaborationism, that you're collaborating with the imperial yep. force. Yeah. So, so it wasn't a, it wasn't no, no, I get a positive it. I get it. version of it. Um, but in the idea of the mystic murmuration, where I was trying to look for uh, uh, alternative models, mm-hmm. uh, scientists say that the way that the murmuration of starlings fly is that one is surrounded by about seven. So there's one bird and there's seven around it and there's seven around each. You know, they go in, in, in interlocking patterns or loops of about seven. So one will influence the seven. So you, you do a little shakier wing and the birds know around you that you're going this way and, 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 and it operates in some in some way, but there is a, a, a minimum amount. There is some studies, I, I believe, that say that after about 40, that any organization gets ineffective uh, in, in certain purposes. Um, my concern looking at Irish history about organizations is they always get captured, hmm. even if it's a secret organization, because, uh, it will get captured. It will get captured by interests that are inconsistent with the original purpose for which it was set up. It's the problem with every institution. In addition, in the digital age, it's set up to close down any opposition. It's set up to close down any dissent as it is, but if there's any structure, they can't, it won't be able to work in a context of repression and dissent or the descent will be closed down easily, which is another reason for a non-connected murmuration or um, sympathetic resonance, maybe, between people of similar interests. The mystical background or justification for that uh, has been provided or indicated by people in not in this, uh, there's a there's a term there is a group called the Congregation of Light, but that came from an idea that goes back, um, which referred to a belief that there were mystics which were out there that at certain stages come together in a congregation, but they don't come in any organization, but they're able to recognize each other because of their own level of, of development, and at certain times. They, 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 they come together. So it's about an affinity at a higher level. Now, hmm. as people have more experiences of the danger of these things, they begin to change their perspective. They begin, begin open to certain things and close to other things. And it's that opening process which allows the connection. And also, in the hero's journey, when you begin to go on the journey, it's what you were talking about earlier on about kind of the discipline element when you focus on certain things. Once you commit to the journey, to the spiritual thing, well, then a different thing happens. 
the the helpers come in then and it's a real phenomenon oh yeah that only happens if you commit to the journey so these some of these things will not happen if you don't engage in the journey the incentive to go on the journey is because there is a recurrent psychic spiritual and actual pattern uh, that comes in when one has exposed oneself to it yep when it has put it ahead above the parapet so uh, the any structure that that works will be uh, decentralized in a human form now how that will work will be difficult in the modern environment where, where, where we're tied down uh, the if it technical decentralization and all that okay there's a role for that but it's not it can't be the central thing we're talking about a spiritual affinity at this stage the conscious uh, an affinity of consciousness mm. and, and and ability to utilize those things that people say are there the extrasensory perception and all to begin to actually use them the things that we that people say and mystics say exist in telepathy you know to begin to actually utilize them as as real things mm-hmm. they either exist or they don't exist mm-hmm. so it's also time for the the mystical people not to come out and show on a stage show or in in a uh, evangelical context to make claims about it, but actually to demonstrate their their powers if they have them right. uh, and that, that when they're needed uh, and that that idea is there in a, in, in a lot of context uh, again funny enough the seven in the murmuration mm-hmm. is a classic trope the magnificent seven yeah the seven samurai it's a it's one three seven on the different levels the seven is is a a force uh which is necessary to solve a problem at particular times and that there may be something enough that, that formation but i really think we have to think in different organization non-organizational terms non-capturable terms non-violent terms uh, utilizing powers of creativity, uh, begin to really rethink these things, utilizing military industrial complex technology to solve these problems in the technosphere, using more power, the energy cost. Some of these are a trick because they're consistent with the technotronic idea of making an economy, which is a spurious economy, but it's based on energy. And it's even written into the use of some of these systems in Ethereum about the energy cost of transactions. That's pure technotronics. That's not a libertarian, whatever possibilities is there. I'm suspicious about, about that. Okay. Um, as far as, I guess, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying about the, the, the mystically inclined need to demonstrate their powers, right? Or in terms of just as a, as a response to this. And I guess I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm belaboring this point a little bit, but I, I, it's, it's for me kind of the, uh, a big question I'm, I'm, I'm in pursuit of. And I would agree with you too, that there, that, that your assessment of kind of the biggest problem that we face is this, Mm. uh, this imminent threat and of, uh, of loss of identity, um, and, of this and big and this spiritual failing as well or our evolution and however i would feel that that i mean you know um 
a byproduct of that is this void that uh, that that is now actively being filled by by people in terms of um uh this kind of for lack of a better term almost an activism industrial complex or complex or like there's a there's a new p- a fervor and almost hysteria uh, among the what's now become mainstream, uh, where of uh, some rather irrational kind of political ideological uh, uh, conflict that has taken on a lot of religious fervor uh, in a in a, among a group that that has no religious underpinning whatsoever. Um, but what was I what was I saying? So sorry, I'm I'm getting a little tired. Yeah. It's been going for a while, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this, this, pro, this, in terms of a lot of like, I, there's a lot of art out there. There's a lot of uh, ex, ex, uh, expressive content, for lack of a better word, in which we find a lot of these threads. Your Finnegan's Wake, if you will, or uh, one of these these kind of encyclopedic forms of ex- maximalist forms of expression where in a single novel, they, they express the universe. And, uh, you know, Finnegan's wake is a great example of this because it's, it's the kind of thing where, where you can spend a lifetime unpacking it and never finish it. And, and still it's a, it's a kind of gateway into all of these areas. I mean, for me, I, I, coming back to Frank Zappa, it was my examination of his body of work, which is yes. extraordinarily huge and yeah. his own symbolic. He had his own mythology and symbolic system that he developed that was all in his own. Um, mm. And he was deeply informed by a lot of these traditions, even though people know of him as this kind of potty humor kind of mm. joke, comic rock star. Mm. He was much more than that. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't be speaking to you if I hadn't kind of started down that path 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the various people that I've met along the way who have, uh, there's William, people interested in William Blake, people interested mm-hmm. in Joyce, people interested in all of these traditions, right? Where, where, where these, these artists imbued their body of work with this, infinite set of layers where where as a as a consumer of the, their work you project your own life experiences into the structure that yeah. they, the 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 kind of scaffolding that they've set up yeah that and this that convergence of the of of the interpretation mm. with the yeah. work itself right um not to suggest and quite the opposite like it's it's this very crystallized intent that they're that they're putting out there it's it's more of a it's not that at all it's a it's a vessel in itself for you to fill in and then that interaction is where the magic happens mm-hmm. i find that maybe if we are truly in these end times you're that you're you're talking mm-hmm. about should we accelerate the function of that that traditionally that type of art uh, has had yeah, because good question yeah yeah it, what I think we have to do is look at the art again and I know and now now Joyce kind of says well this is not art you know there's right. a kind of propagandist now uh, I, I I don't believe in that I I think that 
I, I don't really see why we shouldn't use art. For example, mm-hmm. I was thinking about auto-destructive art, uh, which was an interesting underexplored. I think Banksy tried to use that, but again, it was the it was the uh, refugee who, who who was in the same studio as Frank Auerbach who who, de- who developed that. And the concept is quite interesting and probably has has more uses, particularly in, the, in an environmental age, about things that disappear or maybe are reused. Uh, there's another idea of the circular economy, which I, I, I understand some reason, reasons behind it, but it may not necessarily be the right one. But uh, if there's a principle in law, really, that uh, I suppose, like in, in, in a company when it fails, they talk about failure of substratum, mm-hmm. or if the conditions for something disappear, well, then the other things will disappear. If the conditions for all art disappear, what's the point then? What is the point in any of the even existing art? If you're arguing that we're talking about the foundation uh, on which anything grows, uh, well, then it seems a bit pointless to either persist in, in that or to fail to understand the relevance and utility of it. And for me, art is about creativity. And, and, and that's the key word for me. Uh, uh, the two key words that come up in the spiritual traditions are creativity and compassion. Hmm. And uh, so it also, the artist is a is a, an imitation in some sense of, of a higher force. Uh, and that, that that's consistent with the spiritual tradition. I do see a difference. I was thinking about it recently, uh, and I, I find a lot in, in in Joyce, and I always have, and I've read all his stuff and studied his work, and I find different layers. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I get confused about where he was on the spiritual journey later on, because he rejected, as you know, he rejected uh, the kind of path towards the, the Jesuit path and, uh, and that, and had a, had a big change towards more modernism, which happens for a lot of Jesuits. He's different from, say, Philip K. Dick, and he's definitely different from uh, Blake in that sense. Mm-hmm. So there is a question, for, kind of issue for me, is about I'm attracted to certain figures because they're bold about their commitment to the spirit. Yeah, uh, Joyce is bold about his commitment to the mind in many senses, in all its complexity. Uh, Blake is, is consistently committed to the spirit. Philip K. Dick is consistently committed to the spirit in a, in a kind of Trojan horse way. People mm-hmm. don't understand that. So for me, that becomes the important thing. I think you probably, in, in Steinbeck as well, he talks about similar things about the spirit of man, the lonely mind of man, but in the context of, of, of the spirit. So for me, the driving force is an affirmation of, of human spirit. The same with a lot of the great musicians. There's a deeper driving force. It's an affirmation uh, of, uh, of of spirit, of, of universal the spirit in, in every person. Um, so there is that element of that approach of it. It's actually a uh, a use. Some 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 paths can lead to intellectual uh, interpretations uh, of. Uh, or um, cognitive interpretation, like Joyce uh, was, and particularly because his, his own version or his own neuroplasticity, the particular way he was set up, 
led him to want to find answers in a particular form that are useful in a particular way, particular times. Mm -hmm. But uh, Blake, for me, underneath all the different variants, has a clear commitment, which is infectious, if you like to work. It's, it's, it, it impacts on its own. It's, uh, it operates through the thing. Uh, that this is another important thing in sacred text is that the text itself is like, um, as, as Philip K. Dick talked about the Dead Sea Scrolls, they, they were a plasmate that operated as a force on their own. Yes. Uh, so, Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. so that aspect is important. If it's a merely a complex, uh, merely a complex intellectual game, I suppose that's what Hess was talking about in the glass bead game, and that where it's it's merely about something and uh, and uh, a reference to something else. It's not the game itself, and it's not the thing we're engaged in. Right. The uh, and that that's where I think the the particular artist to speak to this time are going to be someone like Blake. Uh, I think I think he's more important now because he anticipated it. Um, uh, and that's even what why why obscure writers perhaps like in the secret commonwealth they were speaking to the same force mm. uh, and uh, or uh, Howitt when he wrote The History of the Supernatural in 1863 he was opposing this scientism that was so so uh, although that wasn't an artistic thing so uh, yeah I, I, I don't believe in that pure art thing that's not relevant I think that uh, we don't have time for that if we're in the last chance. So, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's. But but I do uh, reassert the value of whatever art that will help in in that. So I'm not I'm, I'm not closed minded about what type of art will unlock the key to that. Yeah, it might be something we haven't thought. It might be some reactivation. It might be some. It it could be something totally different. There may be a new art form that that would help us. A totally new art form that we that we haven't contemplated yet. There yeah. has to be new art forms. Uh, it's not going to be the NFTs, but um, I, I think there, there, there uh, and I think there has to be more. There will be more inter. It will be associated with more interpersonal connection, real interpersonal connection. There will be something in that context. Um, I think. Uh, to certain ones that ruled out already, I don't think dance is going to do it. Uh, I think it's been a lot of these art forms have been captured by the propaganda machine. The same with a lot of pop music and uh, sure. they've been captured. So it will be a reassertion. It will the the more Sami stat in in the, in the kind of Russian context. I mean, the interesting ideas about the parallel society that the artists. Uh, invented in the Czech Republic. It was mm -hmm. artists oh, that right, led right. That, that parallel society. So um, I, I think that, that type of thinking can come again where they, the artist, as an activist, uh, will uh, get engaged because I think there are a lot of spurious and fake movements. Yes. But they, won't be, they will be sustained by money, but they won't be sustained by the power of genuine emotion. Right. if you like, and genuine truth, if you want to use that word. Uh, so they will work and operate, um, but 
Um, I don't think it'll be sustainable in that context. Yeah, no, it's it's something that that remains elusive in terms of just the exact because it, it seems like every time something like that manages to dip its toes into the mainstream out out from the realms of obscurity, it gets assimilated into the machine more than breaking yeah so difficulty and it becomes part of the automatic system automatic art art automatically automaton yeah yeah so it's it's something i'm i'm still still kind of just trying to sort out for myself but it's been it's been the core of what my motivation you know for for as long as i can remember is this desire to is to well initially like the art i was describing this kind of this kind of gateway art for whatever, for lack of a better word um, is always, it's what inspired me to become an artist and I always wanted to create it, but I also have reached a point where I said, where I felt that it's, a, it, it takes effect in a way that is so slow um, yeah. because it demand. I mean, it demands this discipline mm. it demands mm. a life experience is, and there's an urgency that increases day to day where, Mm. where, uh, I feel that's my new, um, my new great work is, is this like, is figuring out how do you, how how do you create that kind of art in this, in this age where, well, I I think uh, one starting point would be, um, uh, Oscar Wilde's letter when he's in jail, Mm. uh, when he's, he's thinking about what his life has meant. He's thinking about what art is, and he begins to see the world differently. Mm-hmm. He begins to see that Christ is the supreme artist. Okay. So this was a reaction, in a way, to the decadent movement that he was part of. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he wanted to understand the mystical, uh, and he saw the mystical as the only game in town at that stage. And he had gone through his great fall to, 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 to lead him to that realization. And I mean, uh, from the, the text, you can see that he's absolutely genuine. Mm. But what he had done was understand that art was a uh, precondition or a prelude to the spiritual journey. And I think I, I, I think that's right. It's not a substitute for the right. spiritual journey. No, I, it's yeah. it's an antechamber. To, to, it's it's a it's part of it, but it's 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 for that. So by the same token, uh, if the spiritual aspect that foundation is under threat, the role of art, art for art's sake. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. To, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't even interest me in in that context, mm-hmm. because I, if I believe, not in any not in any evangelical, I understand the point you make. But if I believe from a, a rational perspective, from from having taught law, from having taught in business schools, from having taught in schools of international relations, from having worked in China, from having lectured to the High Court of Beijing or the Academy of European Law and dealt with these people in the High Commission and my family being in government, seeing these real things, seeing these people that have old power from the early on and seeing the trajectories and seeing how people acquire 
very much power in, in these organizations and rise to chairmanships, whatever of the, and seeing that, re, that real power that we're engaged against an artist, their artistic force, their art is the technique of the acquisition and control of power. That's what it is. It's, em, it's focused, embedded art. It's that art. If you want to call it the art of the deal, it's that. It's about the transmutation of art for those purposes to create the artifact, the art of vision for them. Uh, so uh, they're employing a, in, 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 in their administration and, and acquisition of global power. So it, I, I think that uh, it behoves an equivalent uh, engagement uh, so that any oppositional movement as well Mm. is not merely seen or is not merely comprising of one unrepresentative group. Or I think I think also that there's going to be people moving out of there. They're going to be cracking their nuts open to come out of the into the higher level. They have to. They have to come out of the bulb. The, the plant has to come out. They have to communicate with others because they realize if that is, assessment is true, we need to cooperate, and cooperation yeah. is the is the power. And it's also, I mean, it's also in the uh, anarchist movement originally. It's it's it, 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 it's there in that. Uh, it's there in certain libertarian. There's a whole range of different things that have elements of different solutions um, about how we live and what we live. But uh, it, it requires a we won't be able to, we have to deal with that threat. We have to reassess our use of technology, I think. Uh, well, not I think, uh, I know. And we have to uh, expand our, our spiritual evolution. So that's some of the problems that we're creating are not going to, not going to be created in the same way. So uh, kind of uh, uh, like they have, what do you call them? Embedded journalists, we need embedded artists, I think. Um, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a daunting task, but one, you know, we, we, or I, I'm, I'm certainly eager to take on if I haven't begun already, but, um, yeah, your, your, your description of, of art for the kind of pursuit of, um, or the, the acquisition of power, um, reminds me of your other, distinction between magic and mysticism like the yeah. Yeah. will versus the 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 opening up the you know or i guess it's it's really like the two those are two halves of the same you know there's one that's asserting the will the one that's receiving it right it's yeah yeah that's right yeah and and uh the where we have such polarity there has to be some movement to, to, you know, it mightn't be its natural position, but at this time in history, the there has to be a movement. And again, if you look at Philip K. Dick, he was motivated by a very strong, intense feeling about the Nixon administration. He yeah. was right at that time. He was. He was right. But he kind of got a bit hopeful afterwards in some senses, or he, he thought that things were changing. Um and I'm not sure he was he was right on that, or mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much he believed in that. Uh, he thinks he he felt the pressure was off, 
Uh, and in his writing, he certainly anticipated it getting worse. I think his writing was it was nearer the mark than some of the statements he made about things getting better uh, at the time because they right. uh, they weren't. Um, and, and it's right uh, around the yeah. time he was writing um, a scanner darkly, I think, which would have been about seventy five. I think. I, I think that I think that was early. Yeah, I think it was in the early seventies. He wrote that after his experiences in Canada. Um, that's right. Yeah, okay. uh, I, I would have thought. Um, okay, maybe so. Yeah. yeah, around that. It was around that seventy-two yeah. or something. Okay, because I remember just um, reading that one. That was I, I binged uh, about eleven Philip K. Dick novels in a row about two years ago, and yeah, uh, that was the last one I read, and it, and that was it's interesting it, that. Of all of them, that was the darkest one I read, and and it's, I, I finished that one feeling very sad, and um, there was yeah. something very upsetting. And he said he didn't like that. It was one of the ones he said really? he didn't like, but I, yeah, I, I, I think he said he didn't like that afterwards. Um, but I think he, I, I think it was one of his best ones. Oh, it's very good, but yeah. very. Emotional. Maybe that was why. He, maybe that was the, the reason why he didn't. When he said he didn't like him, I mean, he didn't. Yeah, like yeah, perhaps what he was saying, you know. But I thought it was so accurate. Police state. Oh yeah, oh, identity. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, I think his, his his premonitions were were correct. You know, so absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. But um, an example of of the artistic thing incorporating the concerns and and uh, absolutely. Hmm. Well, um, we've, we've, we're about at three and a half hours here. Right. There's okay. no, that's okay. the only uh, real indication to me that maybe we could uh, at least put a, a you know, a, a cap on, on phase one. There's obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> it didn't just cut out. It usually comes up and says, oh yeah, finished now. <laughs> oh, right. But, uh, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't get any limits or anything, but. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope that's not too uh, an abrupt of a, of a, a kind of, you know, um, wrapping wrapping things up. Just no, no, that's great. Yeah, practical yeah. matters. Um, but yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was an extraordinary conversation, and um, I, I hope we can. I hope we can just continue the all of the various threads and and introduce some new ones. Uh, sometime yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's great to to try and work out some of the nuances. And as you said, sometimes to to hear back what you're saying and what you think you're saying, or to, for for me to clarify, for example, find it useful yeah. when you bounce ideas off, yeah, uh, to distinguish uh, the subtleties and the differences or the emphasis. I think that's important because, Absolutely. as you said, people can hear different things or that that or you one may appear to be saying things that uh, don't represent or do represent uh, things, you know, so uh, I think those, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so, so that was useful. Okay. Great talking to you. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Great speaking to you, James. Yeah. Great talking to you and look after yourself. Yeah. Likewise. Okay. okay. Good night. Take care. And good luck. Yeah. Thank you. You too.